Welcome everyone to Once Upon a Slide, the podcast for presenters. Today on the show, it's just me, Russell, from The Presenter. My team are all far too busy to get involved in this episode, which is, of course, a fantastic problem for us to have. But today's episode, I want to have a bit more of a serious note to it. One thing that I've definitely noticed over the last six or so years of helping people build and deliver much more engaging presentations is that no matter how much time and effort we put into the design of the presentation, no matter how absolutely epic the presentation looks, the people presenting will still feel huge amounts of pressure. And sometimes that can be really to the detriment of the presentation itself it can have some really negative effects on the good work that me and my team do and we've seen plenty of presentations fail because the presenters were just under so much pressure to deliver on the day that their delivery actually kind of let the whole presentation down it doesn't happen often at all but it has happened. And even when I go to events myself to watch other people speak, I'm really blown away by just how pressurized the people, you know, how stressed they seem to be, how nervous they seem to be. And, you know, I guess that's why public speaking is one of the highest fears. I think in recent studies, public speaking has been, if not the number one fear, but it's certainly been above the list. I think even over the top of things like being eaten by a shark or even dying itself which is absolutely madness but people really do fear public speaking so what I want to focus on today is a few really simple tips in fact my top three tips to help you deal with the pressure of presenting because I've been a presenter myself for uh, nearly 15 years now and when I first started presenting back in the day I felt huge amounts of pressure. I still feel pressure today, and I still feel a lot of nerves today, but I know what to do to deal with those things and to make sure that my presentation is really effective and that my message isn't let down by me just being a quivering mess in front of my audience. So there's three top tips I wanna give you, and I'm hoping that everyone can really relate to this at some stage. And I also want to start by saying that no matter how many times you use these tips and no matter how many times you put yourself in front of an audience and present, you should always feel some level of fear, some level of pressure. But that's actually a good thing. I think that's our body's ways and and our brain's uh, way of actually telling us that we do need to prepare. There is something coming that is really important We need to put some time aside to prepare for that and actually make sure that we deliver a great presentation. So a little bit of fear, a little bit of anxiety and of course pressure is actually a good thing. That should help us perform. But we wanna make sure that we don't tip the scales into, like I said, just being a complete quivering mess in front of an audience that we're really trying to impress. Um, or an audience that we're trying to really kind of drive home an important message to. So my number one top tip for you is something that a lot of people really struggle with, and that's to carve out some time. 
Now, you might think that this is a really obvious one, and in fact, I'm hoping that you realize that's obvious. But again, it really amazes me how people struggle to carve out the time they need to build a presentation. And when I say build a presentation, I'm not just talking about opening your laptop, firing up PowerPoint, and then throwing some content at it. I mean carving out the time to be away from any distractions, to really think about your content, to hopefully craft a meaningful story around your content, and then of course going into PowerPoint or Prezi or whatever it may be, whatever tool you decide to use, and building something that's nice and visual and meaningful to your audience. So that can take quite a bit of time. But you know, even today, we still find that, uh, and in fact, this happened to us this week. We had an organization come to us here in the UK that had a really important or has a really important presentation that they're delivering next week. And I think it's actually a sales presentation. So there's a lot of money at stake. It's a pitch to a new prospect of theirs. They sent us the presentation content and it's about, it's just under a hundred slides long. And on every single slide, there are tons and tons of really complex charts, data, graphs, you name it, they have literally just thrown everything that they can at this thing. And so even though me and my team here are extremely talented at what we do, it's been virtually impossible for us to to accept that job um, and actually work with them on it because there just isn't enough time to build a presentation to the level that we like to output our work here. So, you know, there are certain things that we can do for that particular company, but they're certainly not gonna end up with an award-winning presentation in the short amount of time that they've given themselves. Now, I don't want to kind of paint them in a bad light, but this happens all too often, and it's definitely because people like to take the head-in-the-sand approach, as I call it. They know they have a presentation coming up, they know when it is, and they know they have, let's say, six months to plan for it. But because it's a presentation, and because it's scary, and because people feel a lot of pressure around that, they bury their heads in the sand for about, well, in this customer's uh, case, for about five and a half months, and then they leave it to the very last minute to address the fact that they need to have a really engaging, visually appealing, you know, memorable presentation. And it's a real shame when, you know, we can offer the level of service that we would like to, to any customer, to anyone that's presenting. And it's literally because they haven't carved out the time. So what I would say is if you have a date in the diary right now that you know you're presenting, whether it's four weeks from now or, you know, six months from now, Look at your diaries right this second and carve out the time that you need. I would actually carve out a few different slots of time. One would be for simply just mind mapping around your content. What is it you're gonna talk about? Maybe think about your audience there as well. What type of audience are you delivering to? So should you be using lots of data in your presentation or would your audience really appreciate not having so much data and maybe being spoken to in more of a story, you know, using more of a theme? Then I would also carve out some time for actually writing the script around that, you know, figuring out exactly what you're gonna say 
And then the final chunk of time I would carve out is to actually build the presentation itself. If you've got some budget and you're lucky enough to get in touch with an organization like ours, then obviously that's something that you won't need to worry about. So if that is the case, then I would carve out the final piece of time for you, which would be to practice the presentation. Absolutely, you know, that's one of the key points I'm gonna come on to in a second as well. So look at your diary, carve out the time that you need, and just make sure that you're putting in enough time to build your confidence when it comes to the big day. That's what this is all about, removing that pressure. By carving out the time, by putting in the time, you're actually gonna feel a lot less pressure on the day. And it's really interesting, right now here in the UK, we've just had the FA Cup final last weekend. We're about to have the Champions League final. So it kind of got me and the team here thinking about the, uh, the huge amount of pressure that those players must be under. But they will have done all of the practice, all of the training necessary to make sure they perform on the day. So if you are into football, if you are into soccer, then you know put yourself in the shoes of those players. Think of yourself as a Premier League football player and just think about how much training and practice those guys put in to make sure they really hit the back of the net every single time. So really, really important to do that. Now my second tip when it comes to removing some of the pressure for presenting is to have a really clear objective. And you may have seen in some of our four C's webinars recently, we talk about the core message of your presentation. It's absolutely crucial that the very first thing you do before you go anywhere near your laptop or anywhere near Prezi or PowerPoint is grab a pen and paper and just write down the core message of your presentation. What is it that you really want to drive home to your audience? And don't make this a A4 essay. I would actually recommend that you grab some post-it notes and a pen and actually write your core message onto a very small post-it note. If you can fit it onto a post-it note, that's great because that means it's nice and short and clear and concise and you should then develop your whole content, develop your whole story, and develop your visuals around that core message. If you do that, then it's gonna give you a lot more focus. You won't be worrying about, oh, should I talk about this? Should I talk about that? So that's gonna remove a lot more pressure for you as well. You'll have a very clear goal in mind with that core objective sitting in front of you and everything you do can be focused on that. So that will help you remove a lot of pressure. And also another benefit of doing that is it's gonna save you a lot of time. You will not run the risk of kind of going off at a complete tangent when it comes to writing your presentation content and building your visuals and even the practice that you'll do as well will not go off at complete tangents because you'll always be thinking about that core message and that very clear objective. So my third and final tip for removing pressure is something I mentioned a second ago, and that's practice. Practice does make perfect, but I wanna also add a flip side to that. Try not to be perfect. I think a lot of people add far too much pressure by trying to deliver the perfect presentation. So what I'm gonna suggest is that you practice enough times so that you feel confident, 
but don't worry about practicing so much that you have perfection. I think if you try to go that way, you will end up pressurizing yourself too much and then you could end up kind of undoing all of that hard work that you've put in. Whereas if you just practice, I would suggest maybe three to four times. If you practice three to four times, you're gonna find that you really, really understand the story that you're trying to tell. You know all of the content really well. You know when to click onto the next slide and so on, but you're not gonna be doing it so that it's word for word perfect. And I think your audience will really appreciate that as well. So practice, 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 and then practice some more. When I practice my presentations, I do tend to practice them normally around three to four times. That's enough to give me confidence that I know what I'm gonna be talking about. I know when the key kind of points are to click. I know when to kind of pause and let people just kind of digest the information I've just given them. But any more than that, and I find that I'm just kind of getting fed up with hearing my own voice, and also I end up going off in different tangents. So just to recap those top three tips, because I think that they are really important, trying to deal with the pressure of presenting is quite difficult. So just to mention them again, make sure you carve out the time to present, make sure you have a really clear core message, so you know what the objective is for your presentation and then make sure that you've got enough time carved out in your diary again to practice your presentation. And also on that third point, I would also say if you haven't done this before, try and practice videoing yourself delivering the presentation as well. So that will just help you make sure that you don't have any bad posture, you know, you're not crossing your arms or crossing your legs or turning away from the audience and things like that. If you haven't done that before, I would recommend you have a go at it. It's, uh, it's definitely quite interesting to see uh, little bad habits that might have crept into your presentation game over the years. So if you definitely put those top three tips into place, you will find that you will not be so scared on the day when it comes to presenting. You won't feel the pressure as much. But again, what I mentioned at the very start of this, I do still think that it is good to feel some pressure, but obviously just not enough so that it turns you into a quivering mess. So hopefully you found that useful and hopefully you're enjoying the podcast episodes so far. We've got some really amazing guests lined up in future episodes as well, so stay tuned for that. If you're listening to this on iTunes or any other podcasting app, please hit the subscribe button and please give us a rating and a testimonial if you've really appreciated the content. And also the best thing you can do, of course, is share the link to the podcast with your entire network, especially those people that you know delivering uh, are delivering presentations maybe some people that you've had to watch a, a presentation from that could do with this kind of advice so really appreciate your time and hope you enjoyed this episode we'll see you on the next once upon a slide take care